You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. Oh yes, yes, oh yay. You have the next events coming up with myself, the classic 18th of March. Yes, in Featherfield Farm. A grow your own course like no other, the best in Ireland. Straight away, we're going away with 77 plants in the day. Really, there's over 100 people after doing it so far. And it's not only, I suppose, literally you going away with those type of plants. We'll be sowing specifically organic tomato seeds, which I have saved myself with these fingers. And in and of that, it's a whole lot of fun. And if you're interested, most certainly get over to Eventbrite on Fairfield Farm website and or send me a message and I'll send you it myself personally. The next of the retreats, organic retreats are down in West Cork. Yep, it is a weekend full of most certainly the finest activities, yoga, grounding, personal development, sea swims, and a whole lot more. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Get in and on any of those events. Yes, yes, oh yeah. Okay, welcome to the latest podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Coleman Power Organic Fitness Podcast. I have a cracker of a guest on here now. His name is Kevin Scully. He's the organic pharmaceutical classic producer of the gluten-free organic oats. Kevin, say hello to the listeners, my good man. Hello, everyone. How are you doing out there? Yeah, it's medicine we're producing here on our farm. Homegrown, the finest you'll ever come across. I tell you now, myself and Kevin are on the same wavelength. We were literally chatting about... I suppose, tell more and more people about the likes of organic produce and how Ireland actually has fully registered organic 2% of the land. Isn't that right, Kevin? Yeah, oh, it's beyond crazy. Like, you know, when the image around the world of Ireland is that it, like, there's people in America, we have customers in America, and they think the whole island is organic. Like, they have no clue of what's going on over here at all like you know and we're so far behind from the rest of europe even in organics it's just crazy to think where we've ended up from where we came from you know like just mainstream farming like it just took off and like i'm farming the same way as my ancestors farmed the land like you know only back a generation ago they had no access to chemicals so the farm the very same way as i'm carrying on today and we didn't need it and we were sold it and bought it hook, line, and sinker, and gobbled it up, and hence all our land. Yeah, Kevin, I want you to... under chemical food production. I want you to tell the listeners, Kevin, a little bit first of exactly what your product is and where you're based, just before we go off, because we'll be chatting now. Yeah, so we're in Pickerstown County Leash, and we produce Ireland's only certified organic gluten-free oats. We grow, milled, packed, and distribute it straight to your door from our farm. It's a small, it's a micro mill. We're probably one of the smallest mills in Europe producing the highest quality organic gluten-free oats in the world, we believe. And our customers tell us that as well. That's brilliant. And the one thing I suppose that why I would recommend organic oats to people is it's such a simple switch. It's a complex carbohydrate. It's something that we should be eating for breakfast. People are skipping breakfast, we're under-eating our breakfast, we're under-eating our lunch, and we're under-eating our dinner, and we're definitely under-eating organic food at that. 
And I want you to tell us about the listeners and the viewers a little bit about what is the difference between the likes of organic oats as opposed to the conventional oats. What and well, like makes, yeah. Yeah, well I was in conventional farming, like and when you're growing conventional oats, you have anywhere between four and seven applications of chemicals, and there's a skull and crossbone on every can shouting out that poison you're applying. You're completely dependent, the whole plant is dependent on artificial fertilizer. It's like the plants are on drugs and you need drugs to keep it alive. Where when you go into organic production, it's completely dependent on the health of the soil. Soil health is paramount to healthy food. So with healthy soil, it helps the plant to fight off any diseases that's coming at it. So it reinforces the plant. So when you're eating organically grown oats, them oats have built their own defense mechanism against diseases that have attacked them. And then when you're eating that, you're incorporating that into your gut biome and really boosting your own health. It's just, it is a superfood. They knew it for hundreds of years, like it was complete biofuel up, say, into the mid-1800s before the started, humans started eating oats. Before that, it was for horses, but it was a great feed for horses. Horses would work all day, plow the land. It was it was the original biofuel oats was. And then I presume they were starting to look at their, their own research scene. A horse could go all day, give him a handful of oats, and he'd plow all day. You could give him barley wheat, and he couldn't do the same amount of work because oats releases energy at a different level and a different, it's slow releasing as well. You don't get it all in the one go. And that's why when you eat oats for breakfast, it will carry you through to lunchtime and keep you boosted for a lot longer. So yeah, it's it's a super, super product. You know, as you say, it's so versatile. Like you can have it for your breakfast, you can put into taking soup at lunch, you can have it something in the evening meal, like you can incorporate it very easy without even knowing there's oats there. Like we have a pancake flour to make pancakes. Like it just, it's the same as any other pancake other than you have all the health benefits that are in oats. It's just ground into a fine flour. So you're eating pancake, which in a lot of times is not a healthy product, but eat it with ours and you're eating superfood. So it's, yeah, it's a great job. It is a great job. I'm a major believer in oats, but tell me a little bit about uh, what is the difference between gluten-free oats and non-gluten-free oats for those that don't know, Kevin? Yeah, no, and, and I presume it's it's amazing when we started. We're well, we're just we've gone six years now to market, and the first year we done Bloom, we had an awful lot of people coming up to us saying, "Oh, gluten-free oats—that's only a scam. That's only a racket. It's a fad." You know, this this was the feedback we were getting from the public. Like we're in Bloom last year, and not one person said that to us. So the difference is gluten's a protein and the protein in oats is a venin and the protein in wheat, barley and rye is gluten. It's a different protein. And the only way to detect it is under a lab. Like you can't, with the naked eye, you can't see it. Like if you peel uh, wheat and take the hull off an oat, both of them are identical to look at. So you have to send it to the laboratory. So we lab test everything, but we have all our own equipment. We built our own mill on the farm. We've all our own equipment. We only produce oats. We've no, we grow no other cereal on the farm and we tested the whole way through. And like we have our own combine, our own sores. And then, but as I say, we have to keep lab testing as well because we have two of the extended family or two celiacs. So we completely understand the impact gluten has if you are a celiac or gluten intolerance, how it affects your gut. So it's a pure oat, but ha like we test below five parts per million. So in real terms, 
that's less than five million or five, yeah, five grains to the million grain of oats is is the difference. So it just has to be no other grain in it, but it has to be tested because it's a protein, it's an enzyme, it's invisible until you digest it. And if you're gluten intolerant, you'll pick it up very quick. So if like if you're celiac, you, you can't be buying organic oats and chancing them because there's a good chance most farmers to grow two, three crops and the one combine cuts it all. So the cross-contamination is the issue. So it gets cross-contaminated. Like we learned this the hard way, I could say, when I was first going to do porridge, just organic porridge, and then one of my sister's children was diagnosed with celiac disease. And she said she couldn't find any Irish organic gluten-free porridge. Then we had a look and realized, oh, great. This is not in the market. Should we give this a go? But it's only when we entered into them we realized the, how complex there was a really good reason there was no one else at. There's a huge cost, like we think costs well over 100 grand to get our first sample to market, which is a dangerous thing to do in any business because you haven't any proof of concept till the customer buys it off you and comes back and buys another bag. And like the best way to do anything would get contract mill, but there was no one there to contract mill for us. So we took a blind leap of faith. We're still off the cliff. We haven't hit the ground, but we're, we're sort of close to the air. <laughs> we think we're going the right direction. Ah, you are, you are, you are. You're most certainly on the right track. <laughs> Anybody producing high quality foods that are organic and most certainly gluten-free going forward uh, to improve people's health because health is your wealth, Kevin. You know that as, be- as well as anybody else. People would literally and should literally give away as much money as they possibly can to improve on their current either fitness levels for en- more energy, their current, I suppose, gut issues, which is a massive part to play in all health issues. And that comes down to what we have for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And I love actually making the likes of either savory uh, oats or even the likes of bread with oats with a simple ingredients of other nuts and seeds. And then on top of that, maybe some organic yogurt that I make from scratch. Like this is something that's going to most certainly be food for the future. Oh, completely. Like, you know, it's fascinating the connection between what we eat and how we feel and how we function. Like going back 15 years ago, this is my first real awakening of the value of food. I had a real problem with one of my hips. Went to a couple of specialists that told me I'd have to have a hip replacement. I was 38 years of age and I was saying, oh my God, no way. And I went and researched and then I seen, I found a site and they said sugar is the main cause of pains in China. It inflames the giant. So I took sugar out of my diet. I went complete cold turkey. I, was, I say it was like coming off heroin. I was never on heroin, but like I literally took it out clinically out of my diet. I'd on six weeks with zero, no sugar whatsoever. Like, but it was crazy the impact like within six weeks i was moving freely on my hip and then the mad thing the side effects was just crazy over the periods going forward i never had a cold or flu since since i took out processed sugar on my diet so the only sugar i'll take now will be in fruit or natural sugars i will not eat any bar any fizzy drink any of that crap is gone completely but i never felt as well and there's definitely nothing will taste as good as feeling good. Nothing in the yeah. panic. You, like I was crippled with my hip. I couldn't hardly move. And now I feel I could run a marathon. And I've never looked back. And I sort of completely awoken my brain to the value of food. And what we put in is what we get out. And, you know, I came from that moment in time 
But like it's transforming life. I feel better now in my 50s than I did way better than I did in my 40s. I'm healthier. I'm fitter. I'm absolutely flying. Like I'm obsessed with porridge, not to be honest with you. I'm just completely, <laughs> I am a porridge pusher. Like, you know, I am, I am your dealer. Like, do you want a dealer? Come to me. Hey, wait, there's nothing wrong with pushing the, the likes of good quality food. And <clears throat> Kevin, you know as well as I do, it's the main difference, people can fight and they can shout about, oh, there's no difference in organic and conventional. Mm. The taste is the difference. And literally, once you get people to taste it, literally they feel the difference in themselves. Oh, completely. Oh, no, there definitely is. But sure, it, it's always going to taste different and better because it takes a lot longer to produce. You know, it just grows at a slow rate. It absorbs all the nutrients out of the ground when you're growing organic food. It's, you're feeding it with no chemical fertilizer. So its its roots are going down further, but it's taking in all the minerals, all the vitamins out of the soil. So you have a healthy soil, that's keeping the plant. But then when you eat it, you're absorbing all them and you're absorbing the right way. You're not taking them in the pill. You're taking them through the plant because the plant is nutrient dense plant. It's completely different. It's a game changer. Like, you know, like I can't understand. I see loads of very well off people and they're eating shit. I'm thinking, Jesus, why is your money, guys? I fucking have a chef. And I'd be only, I'd just, I'd be, because it's not that expensive. Like, look at the cost of chemotherapy. Look at the cost of drugs. Drugs are ridiculously expensive. Even if you're on paracetamol, any drugs, like if you're buying them on a regular basis, like a bag of porridge a week, you know, you spend three, four, five euros a week on a bag of porridge. And all you have to eat is a very small amount of that every day to get the health benefits of it. Like, you know, it's, it's not that expensive to make a huge difference to how you feel. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just amazing. And the, the difference you see, it's, not sprayed four to seven times with these harsh chemicals, which are the things that people don't see. And I suppose I want you to expand, Kevin, on, I suppose, the process of from sowing a seed to harvesting it. Because why, why do, let's say, a high percentage of the oat producers in Ireland or further afield, why do they spray it? Why can't they do it naturally the way you're currently doing it, Kevin? Yeah, well, they can, but the problem is, and even I found, like, we're 20 years in organic, and when we transitioned over to organic, like, the first couple of years, our crops really struggled, because we had all the live enzymes killed out of the ground, like, we had the life, the health, the health biome of the soil was really depleted on our farm, and that was just from continuous mainstream bombarding, carpet bombing with a chemical for everything from a bug to a mildew, and it's just... It was a whole different thing when you go down the organic route. But like, it's completely doable. It's amazing. Like we've been at it for thousands of years. Like we're about five, 6,000 years at farming and we've been feeding ourselves quite well on it. And the crazy thing about it is when you look at, at the rise in the autoimmune, the gut in, intolerance and the celiac, they're all running in line with the chemical, the start chemical farmer. So it's a, it's about, we're only chemical farming about 60, 70 years since we started chemical farming. And in that period, the health has completely dissipated of the countries who adapted it faster. So you look at the non-developing countries, you look at the African place like that, they have very little issue with good health and gluten intolerance yet. Like we have a very good customer now out in Jerusalem, out in Israel, and they're making their matzah cracker. Their, it's like their communion bread with our product. But they specifically hunted us down because they'd done their research. They were looking for a certified organic, certified gluten-free oat, a single source, single origin, grown in a quite part of the world. This is their 
this is what they were looking for. And they just, they found us. But they had research done because they knew the health benefits of that plant grown under the right conditions where that plant is completely relying on nature. But then the benefit way out there is even us. It's the benefit for the natural world, for clean water, clean air, and everything else. Like on my farm, I'm on it, but there's a whole other life of animals, insects, birds. They all live with us. They're they're all part of my farm, and they have every as much right to the ground as I have to farm it. And they're all the huge benefit for them from my model of farming. You know, there's there's no or there's always some, but a very low impact on their life. Like when I went organic, like the amount of life on my farm in the last 20 years, like the amount of bird content, the amount of worms in the ground, even you'll never see a crow after a plow anymore because it's always a waste of time. There's nothing in the soil, but my side's alive with worms. Like, you know, when we plow, the crows are in straight away, straight behind the plow, as were for 40, 50 years. So we kill most of the worms out of our soil. So like the impact of organic farming is massive for biodiversity. You know, I say it's a shame we've only 2% of it in the land because like, we need clean water. Like we all take it for granted, but sure we're poisoning our water with the farm we're doing. Like it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. You and know? Kevin, I'm so glad you said that. The likes of, I suppose, booby medicine and that harsh chemical such as glyphosate being the active ingredient, which is sprayed typically to desiccate and speed up the harvesting process of different crops such as oats. But even on a smaller scale, we have people going around with small little knapsacks spraying those tiny little dandelions, which are actually beneficial towards the bees. And literally that goes into the water table. And when it's in the water table, it's then back up in your taps. And literally one people are wondering why they're getting sicker and sicker. Um, I, I just want you to touch on that point, Kevin, on in relation to like what are you fertilizing the land with? Because people are saying, well, if he's not using these chemicals as synthetic, what is he using to produce such high quality organic oats? Well, ours is a complete, complete circular economy, you could say, on our farm. So we all we take off the field is the oil. We chop the straw. The vast majority of it is chopped back in while we're harvesting. So we just take the grain off the head. And then we have we run some cattle on the farm as well. So the rest, we, we bale some straw for them and we bed it under them. That's what we generate the fertilizer with. And we have the oat hole then from the mill. So the byproduct from the mill is the husk of the oat. The small grains that come off the oats, we flake down, feed it to the cattle, and the old husk goes under the cattle for bedding. So between the straw that we compost down and the oat hull, that's all stacked, composted back out on the ground. And then we chop the other the rest of the straw in and we rotate that around the farm. And it has been working. I say, but this is what they've been doing for thousands of years, like you know, feeding the ground to feed ourselves. You know, that is the key. And when you get that system working right, like it's a perfect harmony. And say this year or last year gone by now, huge spike in fertilizer costs. Like when you talk about food security, like in the morning, if the supply chain of fertilizer was cut off, there would be a serious issue with food production because every plant, every animal, they're on drugs. They're completely on drugs. They're highly dependent. The grass won't grow. Like the varieties of breeding today, they won't grow without chemical fertilizer. Like organic is completely different, but it, it, you won't turn a switch. You won't become an organic farmer next week if you have no fertilizer. Your grass will die in the field because it's waiting for its drug. <laughs> and it takes a lot longer to build soil health. Like it takes years. Like our farm is getting healthier and healthier. Whereas they were 20 years in organic. I'm now growing better crops every year. You know, it's just improving the whole time. Because the, the cycle, this whole system is there to help the soil. 
Like we're not taken, we're not stripping it bare the whole time. You look what happened in America there in the mid, what was it, the 60s and 70s, you had the dust bowls where they just they killed the ground. They completely sprayed it into Bolivia where there was nothing living, no living organisms in the ground, the whole moisture. And you've seen the same here a couple of years ago. There's a drought around here. And they said, well, drought in Ireland, like a real dry summer. The organic produced better. Like my crops, I didn't hardly lost on my yield, where I, I'd be getting anywhere between one and a half and two ton. That year I got 1.7 ton. And the tillage men around me were getting the same yield with all their inputs gone in. And theirs was completely burnt up. And my crop held healthy because it holds more moisture. It makes sense. New life, living organism in the ground, it holds the moisture. So, you know, when we talk about food security, you know, we don't produce chemical fertilizer in Ireland. So we should be really looking at producing our own fertilizer. It's bonkers to be relying on overseas chemicals to grow food when we have everything that we need here. You know, it's just crazy. And then this whole monarchy that we can't feed the world on organic when over a third of all food produced in the world is gone to landfill. And then we have a huge obesity crisis as well, where there's people overeating crap, you know. So there's a real issue there. Like food has been wasted, where you'll see in, like to say organic food is more expensive. No, it's not. The other stuff is being sold below cost. And, you know, it's, so it's, it's a different product completely. You know, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, and, and you're so right. And even if food, we'll say, we'll take the example of oats that you might be get be able to get in cheaper, uh, large commercial stores. Even if it is cheap, the whole idea of it is the cost is paid far, far beyond the likes of the counter. It's paid either by the likes of the poor individual or farmer, the likes of the soil, and or the people who, I suppose, produce that food, because the idea that the cost of food should never really be cheap. Oh, no, no, food shouldn't. It should be upclassed in the medicine category. I'm fully 100% on that one, like, because the good food is feeding your whole body, it was feeding the gut biome. And that's that's where they reckon 70% of our health is coming from our gut. And you look at it, oats. Oats is a fascinating plant. Like, you know, it has three starches it has the fast reacting starch, and then it has the slow one that the gym guys go after. And then it has a thing called resistant starch. Resistance starch makes up, I think, about 20% of it, but it goes straight into your gut biome. And it's the food for the bacteria in your gut. That's what they thrive on. So you have a low gut count of biome. You put in oats in there, you're feeding them. It's like with a lawn. If your lawn's not doing well, you don't keep sowing lawn seeds, you feed the grass. And the same with your gut health. You have to feed the microorganisms in your gut. Oats is brilliant for that. Like I even noticed with our cattle, like our cattle's on a diet of hay and oats that's all they get like i never have a sick animal i never have issues with them like you know the vet was even remarking that last year all the vet shows up is for the hair test before i went organic there was always issues always scour pneumonia super healthy animals as well like so it carries right through anything's on this diet works well on it you know it, it's just fascinating how it works yeah you're so right and that's the point that I often mention on this podcast, that oats are a natural prebiotic that literally your beneficial microorganisms feed on. And the more of those oats or other food items that are natural pre, uh, sorry, probiotic, prebiotics that you consume, the healthier it will be. You mentioned it there, Kevin. 70% of your immune system is located in your gut. So if you're looking to be healthier, you and then realize that 90% of your serotonin is also produced by your microbiome. That's the idea that if you want to be healthier, you want to be happier, you start eating foods that benefit you and organic oats are the simplest switch up 
in your diet that you can do today. In fact, if you haven't done it today, do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah, crazy. Put it in smoothies. Put it, take it in anyway. If you're taking a spoonful and just, if you get into your head that you're feeding your gut biome, like that, that's what you need to really focus on because that is key to health. As I say, I'm going, I'd say now I'm 13 or 14 years, probably even the head coat, not even runny nose. I'd be disappointed now I've got runny nose. I read arrogance built into my head. So I'm so proud of it. I think, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I even thought, Stephen, what the fuck, where is that coming from? And, <laughs> Some of them and upset it, there, yeah. It is fascinating. And I remember all for years and years, every winter, two or three bad colds, dreadful sore throats. Mm. But like, it's like having an army. Like I have ninjas. It's a freaking ninja army I have built in my body. And it'll take down, as I say, I had the only problems I have is when I injure myself, I'm doing something stupid. But <laughs> no bugs or bacteria get through my defense mechanism. And that'll be the same for anyone if you follow a good diet. You know, you know, it, it'll just, it, it's it's proven though. Like, you know, the research is done. The science is unified behind this. Like, it's, it's clear. It's just people are not aware or the penny hasn't dropped. I'm not sure where the problem is. There's not enough of the education. It hasn't got through yet. It, it's, not, it's not complex at all. It's just, as you say, it's an easy one to switch out of and switch in oats. Like, it's in such a versified product. You can sneak it in and you won't even know you're eating it. You know, you don't need to eat a big bowl of porridge. You put in a smoothie, you know, you can do baked oats. You have so many creative ways now to do it. And But what you're doing for yourself is the benefit, you know, when you get the understanding of, you know, life's about having great days. You know, that that's the secret. Because people say to me, like, life's too short, you know, to be eating healthy. And I say, oh, Jesus, the exact opposite. Life's too short not to feel as well as is capable for your body. We all have different bodies. We all have different physiology. But life is too short not to feel as well as you can feel every day of the week. You know, yeah. that's... And that's people it. don't actually feel, know how good they can actually feel till they start eating good foods, Kevin. That's a massive point you have to touch on there. Oh, completely. And and myself, completely. And I went, I just, it was, I had an issue in my body that I went and I didn't, the last thing I wanted was a hip operation. And that's what the penny hit the bottom for me. I wasn't even, I had no awareness really, to be honest with you. I was, I'd be always eating, but we were lucky. We were reared in the farm. We grew our own food. We always had one of our own animals in the freezer. So I was lucky announced to myself, but I didn't know the power of it until I had an injury and I was able to fix it with food. And then I went, oh my God this is crazy and then once you go online you start doing research then like it's just it's beyond fascinating like at the moment i'm just coming off a day fast so i do a day fast a month now and i'll do two three day fast say once a year because there's like it's a mighty thing to do for your body as well just cleans out the whole system and but I'm just like, I want to live to 105, I reckon. Aim for 105, that should get the 100. <laughs> oh, I'm Kevin, gonna... I love that. I usually say I'm going to live to about 100. So now I have to up it now to No, I'm going to 105. And the actions I take today are going to bring me, it's going to pay me in 20, 30 years' time, the little things, the small, minute changes that you tweak today. And it's a, it's a small sacrifice to fast one day. A month, like you know, all the all every uniform religion in the world copped onto this, and look, nothing wrong with religion, but they were getting enlightened. But of course, they were getting enlightenment. Their body was really appreciating 
the cleanup, you know, and it was in every uniform religion that had fasting as part of it. And if you, anyone listening or yourself, do a day fast or even a two day fast is even, is even better. I don't know two day fast there in January. And your senses, your eyesight and your sense of hearing, your sense of smell really heightens on a two day fast. And the reason being is because your body is in hunting mode for food. So the senses, they perk. So you, you'll start, your vision will actually improve. Now I'd read this, so I said, Becca, I'm going to give it a go. Like this, this sounds too good to be true. Heart, but it did. Oh my God. And then the taste of food. You sit down to a real meal after two days of hunger and you won't rush it. It's just, you know, but then you get a real appreciation of food. Like what foods does feel like what food is fuel and nourishment for your body. And once you treat it like that and treat your body with freaking respect deserves because we, we're, we're only getting one of them, you know, it's a suitcase to carry around all the other shit we have. And you want to get looking after it and you really want to wise up to it. But, it, it just, it, as I say, it, it's fascinating the benefit food has anyway. It's just, it's one of those, I say, it's a groundbreaking for me anyway. Well, I can't believe we're after touching on the likes of fasting. That's such a, an interesting topic as well that I, I did cover a small bit in the likes of, I wrote a book on gut health and this, touching on, I suppose, people having a breakfast at whatever time that suits them. But yeah, what was I going to touch on that point? Um, where, I suppose, Kevin, before we even wrap this up, where would the listeners get in touch with you to get their hands on your product? So we have a website, www.demerrymill.ie. So on there, you have a list of all our stockers and we deliver direct to your door. Like we, we straight from our mill to your door, which is our favorite way, actually, because we're straight to our customer and cut out the middleman. And you can call to the mill as well. Like you can message us and call down to the mill. We we sell from the mill also. We actually have a, a bee therapy. I keep bees here as well. So I have a bee therapy bed here at the mill. If you heard one of them, so you can come. I have, I have three hives in a horse box. So I have a horse box. And I, I have modified it and I put in three bee hives into it. And you lie in the bed of bees. It's about 180,000 bees in the horse box. And you lie on them. And then the micro vibrations come up through your body and relax down the whole system like it's a mighty job altogether like there's a lot of stress in running the business so you need you need like a as i say a man shed or just a person shed on the farm so uh, yeah, I kevin put... that's amazing i can't believe we're after pulling that out towards the end of the podcast we could have done a whole show on the uh, de-stress and therapy you're giving up oh, yeah amazing. i had yeah i had jack l down here i don't know if you know jack l jack luke man that would be last year. You're saying it'd be a great name for a band, Three Hives in a Horse Box. <laughs> and Jack was saying he was humming to the frequency of the bees. For, but like I say, nature is fascinating. I say the more you look at it and the more you sit with nature, the more you learn from it. And nature is there to heal and help. Like nature's not trying to kill anyone. We're trying to kill it, but nature is doing the exact opposite. And there's a whole symbiotic relationship with everything in nature. And we're the odd one out. We're the fucker. You know? yeah. Every, everything else is working for, for one another. And then we break the cycle. So it's good to try and reconnect. And fair play to you for what you're doing. Like, you know, because you need people shouting about it, talking about it, educating. Like, you need people like you out there, you know, educating the masses. Like, there's, there's another way of doing things. And it's a way better way of doing it. And if only one or two people listen to this podcast and 
take up porridge, it'll be a fucking great day, won't it? It certainly will, Kevin. There'll be more than one or two for sure. And most certainly, I might even meet you in person very, very soon in on top of that. But what I'm going to say is the bees are most certainly thriving on the likes of your farm because that is something that is going in a lower and lower population, uh, the bees, because of people spraying the likes of their land and the shortage of the pollinators that we literally don't even see as much of as we used to, even as little as five to ten years ago. Oh, completely. Go into every garden centre now and you have a fucking can of Roundup with a little spray nozzle on it. It's bonkers. Killing the dandelion. The first food for the bee has to come out the hive. And you have, you can go into any garden centre and buy fucking chemicals like Chemical Alley and go around and nuke everything in your garden. It's just, it's just beyond belief. It's just, it's, it's bonkers that that's going on. It's just bonkers. You know, yeah. I, you know, the Farmers are doing it, but then you have all the gardeners, which are are equally as bad. You know, it's just it is crazy. So yeah. <laughs> there needs to be something done about it. At some yeah, level, and, at some stage. And that, that's this is the catalyst for Kevin. This is the one podcast followed by another, followed by one other customer who follows up with another family, another friend, another cousin, another work colleague that consumes one more organic produce. Take the example of the oats, which are literally a no-brainer, as we've touched on in this podcast. It's one plus one equals two. It's the knock-on effect. Oh, yeah. And the beauty of it, we found we are customers. And just another thing I forgot to tell you about our amazing porridge. We coal mill. So most porridges are pre-cooked or steamed. It's a form of pasteurization. So we coal mill. So all the live enzymes are still intact in our product when you get it. It's never, no heat has been near our product till you cook it. So you're going to have a higher starch content which is very important for your gut health as well. So it's it, it's a completely raw product. And it tastes that way. It's nearly equivalent to raw milk to pasteurized milk. It's it's a nuttier, stronger flavor. I'll dispatch them to you and let you taste them. But it's, it's just, it's a different product. It's completely different. It's, it's the old style. It was the way it was done for hundreds of years. Like there was a mill within 10 miles of every farm in Ireland up into the early 1900s. And then the industrial milling took off and they just couldn't compete and they all shut. There was two mills within five miles here of our farm. But the whole country was covered in micro mills and none of them has retired to the Bahamas as far as I know. The whole lot of them went out of business, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so when they all went bust. But, you know, that that's where we were, but we were way healthier. We were sustaining eight million pre-famine here in Ireland with you know, a, a small plowing with horses and milling with water, you know, and where we've gone. So, but the, the oats are completely different. Like we have a stone mill for milling the flour. It runs at a real slow pace. It's all about protecting the live enzyme in the plant before it gets to you. So you're getting the maximum health benefit when you eat food like this, you know, the colder the closer the closer to nature the better so the, the less processing so ours is the least amount of processing goes to our oats as well so we believe that makes a huge difference as well because we get great feedback as i say we have won no awards because i don't enter awards because I, I think they're a lot of crap like great taste what does great taste actually mean it should be great ingredients to taste good like you know there's it, it's just bonkers all these awards out there but there's nothing Zone awards are actually for people growing really good organic food and good organic ingredients, which there should be, because that's really well worth giving an award to someone who, who grown something of a really high nutritional value. You know, so something needs to be done, and we might even start our own 
I run a competition about the best oath in the world award and run it myself and give it to myself. Start from there. <laughs> well, Kevin, I'll vote for you. I'll vote for you. My good man. <laughs> that That's could two be great That's two votes. That's a good start. That's a good start. You're too right. It's going to be one horse race. Here, but Kevin, I'm going, to, I'm going to leave it there and just conscious your time, but most certainly, yeah. thanks so much for sharing all your information. I'll be putting up your email, your most certainly your website and your email yeah. to contact you and the likes of uh, your Instagram. And if you have a Facebook page, we're putting all those so the listeners and the viewers will most certainly be able to go straight over and check out your products and buy it directly from yourself. Look, brilliant chatting to you and keep up the good work. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon, Kevin, right? And I yeah. always end these podcasts by saying stay tuned, stay classy <laughs> and keep it organic. You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast.